This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome to 2021 NTL Sports fans. It's the first edition of the new year of the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilbur, glad to be back with you yet again as we get the podcast ready to roll for yet another great sports season. And we're going to kick off the year with a jam-packed episode this week as we've got some basketball and wrestling action to recap as this episode continues. Also, we've got a lot of great sound bites coming up for you in this episode as well. I want to thank my good friend Mitch Rupert from the Williamsport Sun Gazette. We're going to talk uh, not only Northern Tier League wrestling, but some of the postseason ramifications coming up here a little bit later on in the podcast. Also this week, we're going to talk and get a Why Losing Boys basketball preview as well as head coach Brent Kyes from the Why Losing Rams. He'll be along in a little while as well to talk Why Losing Rams basketball. Plus, after wrestling action on Tuesday night as the Canton Warriors top the Athens Wildcats. We'll get some uh, post-match sound bites from senior Derek Atherton-Neely and also sophomore Bailey Ferguson as well. So plenty of sound bites to throw into this week's podcast. So yes, time now to uh, stop wasting time here. Just kind of giving you the introductory stuff. Let's get to some of the meat and potatoes here of this week's podcast. So as I said, we've got uh, a lot of basketball action to talk about. We'll give you some score recaps and more all here this week. Now, of course, uh, starting with some basketball action here in this week's podcast uh, you know as the broadcast season got underway had the opportunity uh, earlier this week to check out some boys basketball action and let me tell you what uh, if you are not yet uh, thinking about uh, how good of a threat the Troy Trojan boys can be this year in basketball action you better get ready because the Troy Trojan team as it was put to me uh, you know talking to some spectators is deep and uh, having witnessed them uh, earlier this week I can definitely concur that uh, coach Renzi has got his basketball team ready to go of course a big season opening win for the Troy Trojans and uh, something that really stood out to me wasn't the fact that Ty Barrett the uh, really stellar scoring junior had 17 in the win for the Trojans, I'll tell you what really surprised me. It was junior Ethan Vinoy, who's really improved his game this year as he uh, was the game-high scorer. Uh, with 20 points for the Trojans uh, in that victory. And, uh, you know, Jake Dietrich as well. Great to see him back as he puts in 11 in his first action uh, since coming off of a knee injury from last year. But for the Trojans, you know, like I said, uh, to see Ethan Vinoy really step up uh, for this squad this year. I mean, if he's going to give this Trojan team, uh, you know, double-digit points every night, I mean, the sky can be the limit uh, for this squad this year. And, of course, I think what else was really impressive as well uh, – about Troy having seen them is the fact that Coach Renzi definitely not afraid to go into his bench. I think last night he was down uh, at least 9-10 deep in that bench. I mean, you saw the likes of Devin Sellett come off the bench and uh, give the Trojans a lift. Also, uh, you know, Owen Williams was uh, in the ball game as well. Uh, Taylor Bush and uh, just the likes of many others. So yes, Coach Renzi not afraid uh, to dig into that bench. Also, uh, Morgan Madigan as well with a solid night uh, on the boards uh, for the Trojans too so yes definitely uh, looking forward to a solid season out of that Troy basketball team I'll see them coming up next week a couple of games as well so looking forward to see how the momentum carries for them now on the flip side uh, for the Athens Wildcats uh, the other night I gotta tell you you know uh, still I think s some growing to do with this Athens team but uh, still a great night overall I mean they got double digits uh, out of J.J. Babcock who started but uh, it was Carling off the bench uh, 
Nalen, Nolan, Carling. I, you know, one of, I can't remember uh, his first name, and I apologize for that. But yes, uh, Carling off the bench for the Athens Wildcats, giving uh, new coach Jim Lister 10 points off the bench. I mean, if you're going to get double digits from your first guy off the bench, that's a, a good start and uh, a good thing to see, too, uh, for this season. And also, you know, the, the other uh, action as well, Shane Reed, uh, very quick with the ball in his hands, Mason Lister as well. Uh, I think really what doomed Athens in this ball game was the fact that the Wildcats fell behind 7-0. And then after that, well, the uh, Trojans just kind of kept pouring it on. I think Athens got as close as four at certain instances in this one. But, you know, for the most part, uh, just Athens just could not find a way uh, to climb back into it and uh, get this ball game tied. So uh, the Trojans, a good season opening uh, victory for them as they down the Athens Wildcats 72-53 the other night. And uh, good to see uh, a good start to the season like that. Now, of course, you know, a lot of the big adjustments this year in uh, basketball action is going to be the wearing of the masks. I know a lot of folks out there are going to be like, man, this is just unfair. I don't know exactly how the season's going to play out with them. I mean, are the players going to be annoyed? Well, yes, the players are going to be annoyed, but I think what you're going to find this year is no matter if it's basketball or wrestling, hey, athletes just want to compete, and if this is the only way they're going to be able to compete, uh, they're going to make the most of it uh, with their masks. So, I mean, you're going to you know just have to deal with it this year, and that's exactly uh, what a lot of the athletes are doing and they're uh, making their mark and uh, getting out and uh, getting competitive so definitely glad to see that hey let's recap some other uh, basketball action uh, earlier this week as well the Canton Warriors off to a really good start so far as they are 2-0 on the season Canton topping Kalineski Valley the other night 57-26 also uh, they got a win over Sare as well earlier this week 68-58 now of course we'll talk more about the Sare boys basketball team coming up a little bit later on uh, as the podcast continue this basketball season. But Sarah, even in defeat, I'm telling you, that's a team you are definitely going to want to keep your eyes on as the season goes on because uh, Sarah's just going to get better. They were one of the hotter teams uh, coming out of the season last year. And they're definitely going to be uh, ramped up and uh, they're going to be right in the thick of things uh, as this season goes on. Uh, some other scores from around the league earlier this week. Tawanda boys with a big win over Williamson, 61-31. to uh, Girls basketball action this week. Uh, the Troy Lady Trojans falling to Jersey Shore, 45-19. The Canton girls with a nice win over Kalineski Valley, 34-24. And Northeast Bradford over Williamson, 56 to 27 but one of the highlighted games this week uh, was actually in girls basketball action and uh, what a season opener between Athens and Northeast Bradford in girls action I mean a 58-53 win in overtime for the Lady Wildcats uh, Northeast Bradford though hanging right there with Northeast uh, or with uh, Athens as well so yes <laughs> you know just uh, if that's some of the action we're going to see this year I'm telling you we've uh, got a great year on the horizon here for both basketball and for wrestling but uh, you know with uh, basketball the thing I'm more curious about is not so much uh, the uh, the competitiveness and the style of play we're going to see I'm curious to find out is uh, you know how do these teams uh, kind of uh, keep their focus having to go basically uh, every other night uh, during this regular season. I mean, you think about it, we're cramming what's usually, what, a, I think a 9, 10, 11 week regular season into about four, maybe five, maybe six. So you're going to have games back to back to back to back to back. So I'm curious uh, to get uh, Coach Kaiser's opinion from Y. Lusing on that, and uh, I'll broach that with him coming up here in just a little while too. So yeah, I mean, we've got uh, you know all kinds of things to talk about as this season goes on of course as I said you know we're going to talk wrestling coming up here in just a little while got some wrestling scores uh, from this week too as the Canton Warriors have opened up their season uh, to a 2-0 start as the Warriors downed Athens by a score of 40-22 to we'll talk more about that match coming up a little bit later on in the podcast and also uh, defeating Williamson in the Battle of the Warriors the other night as well as Canton wins 51-21 in that wrestling action and Tawanda and Northeast Bradford uh, to Wanda uh, with a win 66 to 9 in that one. Uh, one of the key matches, though, saw Jack Shumway uh, top Evan Johnson of Tawanda in one of the uh, highly touted bouts in that action. So, uh, congratulations to Shumway with a big win here in the early part of the year. And uh, Evan Johnson, he'll be one of the guys we'll talk about as well as this season carries on. So, yes, yeah, just a quick recap there of some.
some scores, some of the action here in the Northern Tier League. Of course, as I said, we're going to talk with boys basketball coach Brent Kyes on the way here in just a little bit as we get a losing Rams boys basketball preview as they're going to uh, tip off their season coming up later this week. I'll give you the Wiggle 100 basketball and wrestling schedule as well to find out where my broadcasts are going to be coming up into the next week too. So I'm telling you, we've got a lot to cover. It's going to be bang, bang, bang all throughout this podcast. So yes, hang with me. A lot of meat and potatoes still to come here, but uh, on the horizon, we're going to talk with losing boys basketball coach Brent Kyes. That's on the way for you next after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It linked highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports. The new name in the game for high school sports. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim McIninch today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. The NTL basketball season is underway here in the Northern Tier League. Some big games already happening this week, but it's the Wyalusing Rams, a playoff-bound team from a year ago and a stellar season for them as they look forward to kicking off their 2021 campaign coming up later this week. And for a preview on this Wyalusing Rams squad on the boys' side, let's talk with head boys basketball coach Brent Kyes. And Brent, again, thank you for taking some time here on the podcast this week. Yeah, Shane. Thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure coming on, and I uh, love the work that you're doing for the league. Hey, you know, I just, uh, you know, appreciate all the good sentiments I get uh, from all the coaches, uh, you included. But, Brent, we've got uh, a lot to discuss here about this Rams team. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better storybook uh, season for 2020 and last year. Now the question is, uh, you know, given all the circumstances around you, how do you build with this 2021 team uh, off of last year uh, heading into this year? Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's that's the question, and I'm sure all you know all of our coaches are trying to answer that question. But uh, the 19-20 team will always be special to me. Um, you know, we faced some adversity early and kind of came out of nowhere to surprise some people, and ended up having one of the most special seasons in losing basketball history. Um, and you know, I, I'm incredibly proud of that. Uh, I love those guys and that team. But uh, yeah, the, now. You know the, the the page has turned, and and this is certain, this is a new year, and and I keep telling the guys, you know, just because we were decent last year, certainly doesn't mean that we're going to be good this year. So we, we need to earn everything, every night in practice, every night in the league. Um, you know, we have something to prove, and, and you know, the nice thing is these guys have a chip back on their shoulder um, with how things have started here this winter. You know, we were kind of forced to start practice late. Um, you know, and obviously we've lost some of our season. Uh, you know, first time we've ever not had an off season, so we, we really don't know what to expect, and it's a little nerve wracking. Uh, but we're just, you know, appreciative that we we have the opportunity, and we're we're really excited to get this thing going. A big key uh, to your success from a year ago uh, was just the the team unity, the team depth. I mean, is there some concerns heading into the year uh, with that? I mean, do you feel like this team has the potential uh, to be as strong and as united? as last year's was? Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, you know, you recognizing that. And I've had a lot of people mention that about last year's team, and it truly was. Um, you know, even from the outside, if you can see it from the inside, like, it was the most united group of guys that I've ever been around. I mean, I had the opportunity, you know, I've certainly played in high school. I got the opportunity to play in college. I've been a coach now for uh, eight years, at, you know, six at the varsity level, going into my seventh year. And it's like, I have never been around a group of guys that was that united. Um, but like I just said in the last comment, and, um, you know, this is a new this is a new season, and we are certainly going to do everything in our power to unite these guys. They, their attitudes have been great in practice. We we ask 
from day one, two things. Be coachable, be a great teammate. We try to make everything really family-oriented uh, to make these guys feel like they really are uh, you know, a part of something that's bigger than themselves and, and really bigger than even just playing basketball. And, and I truly do believe that we've, had that, we've established that in our program, and uh, I'm hopeful that that can continue and carry over for this season. Okay, now speaking of this 2021 team and roster, I mean, it's always good to have quality additions of quality kids. Now, the rumor mill is telling me that uh, you're adding a 6'4 presence you didn't have last year and a lot of athleticism you didn't have last year in uh, Isaiah Way and Kashawn Cameron. Uh, are you adding them back to the Rams roster this year? Uh, yeah, you know, we're happy to have them back. Um, you, you know, we, we certainly we were excited about what we were able to accomplish last year. Um, you know, but, you know, these guys, they reached out on their own. They advocated for themselves. And, you know, they were excited to, to come back to the team. Um, you know, and obviously it's our job as coaches and, as, and for my guys and as teammates to, um, you know, welcome any newcomers in with open arms. And, um, you know, we're here to provide opportunities athletically for kids. And, um, you know, so far in practice, uh, everyone has been working hard. They understand kind of where they're at. Uh, you know, they certainly understand that guys last year had, had greatly improved and, and really earned a, a role on the team. But, um, you know, they've worked really hard. The, new, the newcomers, um, you know, Blake Morningstar, and then you mentioned Isaiah and Kashan. We have uh, Nolan Oswald and a, and a younger guard, Anthony Rohan. They, they've come in very limited experience last year. Um, you know, certainly not a huge part of what we did at the varsity level last year, but they've come in. They're familiar with the program. They know what our expectations expectations are and um, they've been working incredibly hard trying to prove themselves and, and hopefully they're going to be trying to earn some minutes for themselves down the, down the road. Now one of the things that I have focused on not only with your team but also just looking at uh, everyone's schedule in general uh, you know my biggest concern I think coming into this whole season uh, as a whole is not the fact that uh, we're going to see you know maybe the best team rise to the top but it might be just the team who wins the war of attrition from this season given the fact that you know you're cramming so many games into so many days and it might just come down to the team who who's able to stay the healthiest through this whole thing yeah it's a great point it's it's you know honestly you mentioned the addition to some newcomers and we also have so many guys back um all five guys um that we have back that uh that we're probably going to look to play a lot early on, have a ton of experience. Um, you know, Mitchell Burke, Lucas Milne, my two seniors, two of the best leaders that I've ever coached. Their leadership qualities are unbelievable. Grady Cobb, Hunter Moss, Abram Bennett, they're back. Um, it, the experience is going to help us, I, I think. Um, but the other thing that will help us, hopefully, um, and, you know, any team in the league is going to want to be deep. And usually we play six or seven guys. Um, and this year, I think we're going to be forced to play nine or ten guys just because of um, the situation um, and the, the talent that we have in the room. So, um, you know, I, I hope that that helps us. I certainly hope we can keep healthy. And obviously, I hope we can keep the season going. I just think it's so important for the kids. I, you know, I truly do believe that this is what we need to be doing um, right now. So hopefully we can get this thing rolling and keep it going. Now, one of the big things, you know, that I love about your coaching style is, you know, is you preach, you know, just the uh, togetherness thing, uh, theme, I should say, uh, within your team, you know, and, uh, you know, your guys at some point will always find a way to gel as the season goes on. Uh, giving the, you know, the, the quick turnarounds this year with the season, the lack of the offseason that you've had with these guys uh, are you concerned that you know this team might not gel as quick as you want them to it's definitely a concern. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. Uh, I, but I'm sure so many coaches are in the same situation. Um, you know, I was a little disappointed we didn't get to, to start our season when everyone else did, so we could get some some uh, game experience in and kind of start figuring that out. But yeah, we're, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. We have different rotations. Um, you know, typically um, we would have tried out some of these different rotations that we're going to play in our team camp and our summer league games. And, and you know, we usually play about 30 games a summer. We, we, obviously, we didn't play any. And um, even limited open gyms throughout the summer and fall. So, um, you know, it's going to take time um, for sure, but I just think, you know, my, myself and my coaching staff, we just are incredibly direct with kids. We try to communicate their roles effectively um, and just – 
we want to make everyone feel like they're a part of it, um, but you have to understand what your role is and, and how can you contribute. And as long as we're all contributing and pulling the same direction, uh, we have a chance to be successful together. Talking with the head boys basketball coach from Wyalusing High School, Brent Kyes. And Brent, you know, I know we've talked a lot about the team, but uh, personally with you, uh, for anybody out there who does not know uh, this coach, you are one of those guys who's really about the X's and O's, the film study, scouting reports. I mean, is there concerns within yourself, you know, that, uh, you know, you have to amp your game up as well as the coaching staff to make sure that, uh, guys, we're, we're going to have to, like, uh, watch film like crazy this year. Like, our scouting reports are going to be turned out one after another. Yeah, we're definitely crunched for time. Uh, work's been crazy. Uh, being back as our athletic director, having all these changes to make and getting our kids back in, uh, in person this week has been it's been a, a challenge for sure. Um, also, obviously, having a limited amount of film on teams because you know their seasons are just starting. Um, we're focused right now a little bit more on ourselves than we are on, on a scout or a game plan uh, than we normally would be. Um, you know, normally we'll spend a half hour or so on another team. We'll put their sets in. We'll talk about their personnel uh, and be honest we um we haven't had a ton of time to do that we have to get our own stuff in we're putting in a ton of different concepts and a ton of different set plays in um each night it's a lot for our guys to digest i've been doing a good job with it i'll be interested to see how that turns out tomorrow when we get going but um we uh yeah i mean the, the one the one positive thing to the point that you were saying was you know these games are now live streamed um, and I've had the opportunity to check out some league teams already. Um, and we're trying to get creative with technology, find ways to share these the, the recordings and the film and things, and things like that. Um, so we're, we're certainly going to do our homework, you know that, um, but it's definitely going to take some time this year to get that film library built up the way we, we need it to be. Brent, you know, somebody asked me the other day, you know, my opinion on what I thought the uh, NTL was going to be this year for boys basketball. And I said, you know, honestly, I don't see, you know, one dominant team in this league, you know, I think, uh, you know, Sayre's definitely a team on the rise. They were very hot towards the end of last year. You've got Canton, a team with a lot of experience. Troy is probably going to be as deep as they come. Athens has a lot of uh, talent. And, of course, Northeast Bradford, you know, they've they've been a team that's been uh, very competitive around the league as well. So, I mean, it's like every night here in the league. I mean, this top to bottom may be as competitive as the NTL's been in a while. Yeah, I, we always tell our guys in our program, I mean, obviously there's no nights off anywhere. It's certainly no nights off in the league. Everyone knows everyone, and uh, we prepare for every team the same way. But you made you make a great point about the league. I do think that the small school is as good as it's been since I've been a co the coach at Wyalusing here the last seven years. And uh, it – the, the teams, the programs, there's been some longevity with the coaches. And some of these coaches, you know, um, you know, Brock's done such a great job at Canton, and he's been there a while, and Paul's done such a great job at Northeast Bradford. they got a lot of excitement in the program. They always play us really tough. We have a nice little rivalry going. Um, and then Coach Shaw at Sayre has really got that thing turned around, and we, I really saw a change in their culture um, throughout the year last year. And their, their guys play hard now, and, uh, you know, they've always had great athletes and, and – um, you know, I think, you know, they're certainly going to be a tough out. Uh, you know, Coach Knapp back at Tawanda, um, you know, certainly excited for him. Uh, you know, he's going to do a great job. Uh, and then, yeah, you, you mentioned Athens and Troy and, and, and Mansfield and Wellsboro. I mean, those teams, they've been good year in and year out for years now in the league. And, and, they're, and this year's going to be no different. Uh, I think any one of those teams on any given night is going to be a really tough out. Uh, you saw Troy made, makes a little bit of a statement last night, but I, I had the opportunity to watch the game. I mean, both teams, uh, a lot of talented guys, some depth, uh, you know, so it's, it's going to be a challenge. We're, we're really, really looking forward to it. We've been looking forward to this group of kids at all of these schools for years. Uh, and we're looking forward to the battles for sure. Brent, I know you got uh, a lot more preparation to get ready uh, for this season, so I will get you out of here with this question. Uh, the 2021 Wyalusing Rams boys basketball team is going to enjoy uh, just as much success uh, this year uh, if what things happen for them. Yeah, you know, we have, to, we have to gel together, as you mentioned before in the interview. Um, We've we got to come together as a team. I have no doubt that these guys want to be great teammates and that they want to see each other succeed. But we got to we got to make that work, and we have to see what the rotations will look like. Uh, we got to see who's going to play minutes here, who's going to give us this, who's going to give us that. So that that's going to take time. Um, but just like everyone else, this year may be the most frustrating thing is some of it will be out of our control. 
Um, we need the season to continue. We need uh, the, the continuity of our practices, of our game competition, and, and anyone's going to be in that same boat. Uh, we're we're going to need to be able to keep this thing going to, to, have, to maximize our success. And then if our guys continue to work hard, be coachable, be great teammates, and really buy into what we're trying to do, prepare for every single night, practice or game, we will have an opportunity to be successful, and, and we're really excited for it. No coach in the league works harder than this guy. Brent Kyes, the head coach of the Wyalusing boys basketball team. Brent, good luck to you and the Rams this season, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you down the road, my friend. Hey, Shane, always, uh, I appreciate it as always, and uh, you know, thanks for the well wishes. Uh, great job with the, with the pod, and uh, look forward to seeing you on the radio here uh, over the next couple of weeks. At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education with more than 40 degree programs. From two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Is it that night of the week where nobody feels like cooking and you just want some good food? Then you need to get a hold of the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. That's right, with a full menu of entrees, appetizers, and everything in between, you'll love the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. If you want pizza, wings, stromboli, steaks, and more, call the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Dine in or take out. 570-673-8777. That's the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Remember, like them on Facebook. All right, time to talk some high school wrestling here this week on the NTL Now podcast. And, of course, if you are just tuning in and maybe uh, missed some of the earlier scores from earlier in the recording, well, the Canton Warriors with a big 42-22 victory the other night over the Athens Wildcats at home, getting their NTL uh, title defense underway. And then, of course, a big win over Williamson uh, as well later in the week by a score of 51-21. to now, I was there personally to check out the Athens-Canton wrestling match on Tuesday night, and uh, what a great performance it was for the Canton Warriors. Of course, uh, in the victory, they ended up with six bonus point matches uh, that really helped them uh, in the action. Of course, you got technical falls uh, from Hudson and Hayden Ward. Also, uh, some other pinfalls as well from Maya Lehman and Derek Atherton-Neely. Also, Gage Pepper uh, at 200. 15 pounds with a fall and then of course Cohen Landis got the forfeit for the Warriors at uh, 106 pounds too but I gotta tell you you know if you uh, ask me for my opinion uh, match of the night came at 132 pounds as the Canton Warriors sophomore Bailey Ferguson comes away with a very hard fought uh, 5-2 victory over Athens sophomore or over Athens sophomore I should say uh, Jacob Courtney a great flurry between these two competitors uh you know it was uh you know a, a big contest uh ferguson able to outlast courtney in the end uh, with a five to two win so with that in mind you know as i said uh, a quick soundbite here from bailey ferguson we talk about the post-match uh you know kind of his feelings on the post-match also uh you know what he's looking at as the season comes up as well so let's talk to bailey ferguson right here on the ntl now podcast bailey ferguson big match tonight here for the canton war Warriors, a 5-2 decision over Jacob Courtney. I mean, what's going through your mind as uh, that match is going on tonight? I mean, he's. It's a, it was a good match. It was a good one to get started with. Good match to get the goosebumps out of and just get started, you know? The big thing I saw as the match was going on is just the action between you two. I mean, I can definitely sense that uh, that will not be the last time you two meet up. I, I feel like there's going to be maybe a couple of more down the road where you two are definitely going to have a chance to kind of uh, get it on on the mat this year. In the mat room, me and Isaac Landis, we've been in these scenarios before, so I was, I w I'd been there before, so it wasn't out of the ordinary, so... Talk about you know your transition now, going from freshman to sophomore this year. Obviously, you're going to be one of the guys counted on this year, you know, to, to pick up those tough victories in this Warrior lineup this year. So, I mean, what's it been like uh, for you, kind of growing up now uh, from freshman to sophomore this year? Just keep on doing the same thing. Me, I know, 
me and the rest of my teammates are gonna get it done and we'll just keep going on. A little bit of a heavier weight for you this year. I mean, last year down into the lighter weights at 113, this uh, night obviously up at 132 pounds. I mean, is there a, a little bit of a, a kind of an adjustment uh, going from the lighter weight to the heavier weight this year? Do you feel a little stronger, a little faster? I mean, I feel a lot stronger and just a lot more mobile almost like what's kind of the uh, goals this year uh, for you you know as you see this season unfolding for you in your sophomore season obviously I want to make it far in the postseason and just win as many matches as I can and those the thoughts of one sophomore wrestler Bailey Ferguson for the Canton Warriors after their match against Athens also had the opportunity Tuesday night to talk with Warriors senior and returning state qualifier Derek Atherton-Neely as well Atherton-Neely picks up a big 23 second fall in the match against Athens let's get Atherton-Neely's thoughts right here on the NTL Now podcast Derek Atherton-Neely senior year for the Warriors this year Returning state qualifier, a lot of goals have to be going through your mind as you uh, get ready to enter your senior season. Yeah, we're just trying to get back to Hershey. Now, of course, tonight, big one for you. I mean, you come out, you basically set the pace, you get the energy going. Pretty much a typical uh, Derek Atherton-Neely start, and away you go, and a 23-second fall to start your senior year. I mean, you can't argue with uh, those results. Oh, yeah, I was excited. Obviously, I mean, a lot of the guys uh, love having Timmy Ward down in the locker room, but you're going to be one of the senior guys out there on the mat kind of being that senior leader this year. I mean, what's that uh, type of role look like for you? Just got to set an example in practice. You can't be slacking. A lot of young kids on this team, but there are a lot of good young kids. Big win for the team overall. I mean, you guys racked up, I think, six point uh, or six bonus point victories overall, one of yours obviously included. I mean, what's a win like tonight to uh, kind of get the uh, kind of the, the train started here for the Canton wrestling team this year? Gets the train rolling. We got another, another match tomorrow night and then a quad meet Saturday. We got a jam-packed schedule. And uh, we're just looking to wrestle all we can. And some quick post-match thoughts there uh, from Tuesday night and, of course, uh, about the upcoming season from senior Derek Atherton-Neely for the Canton Warriors as well. Speaking of the match between Canton and Athens, well, that's going to be one of the topics I broach with uh, Mitch Rupert from the Williamsport Sun-Gazette. That's coming up here in just a short. We're going to talk the Canton match overall and uh, also uh, get some in-depth analysis on uh, some things with the Canton Warrior wrestling team and, of course, uh, you know some of the things coming up with the PIAA and postseason wrestling as well. So yes, definitely a lot to cover with Mitch. We'll talk with him coming up as the NTL Now podcast continues, and that's on the way next right here on the NTL Now podcast. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. Welcome back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. And of course, as we dive in to NTL wrestling action and just the wrestling season in general, it gives me a great pleasure to welcome in uh, my good friend and sports journalist savant, Mitch Rupert, as we kick off the 2021 wrestling season. Mitch, always glad to have you along, my friend. I'll tell you this, Shane, after the uh, the season our pro football teams both had, it's it's good to get into wrestling season and not worry about that anymore. That's absolutely true. I couldn't stomach any more, just like I know you couldn't. <laughs> no, I, I was done at about week eight, week nine, something like that. So uh, the rest of the, I guess I'm just a glutton for punishment. I think we both are. All right, let's transfer here to the wrestling season. Now, of course, uh, we were both in the stands in action for the Canton Warriors hosting Athens, probably one of the better NTL meets uh, we're going to have the opportunity to see this year. Uh, I know uh, you know how things looked from my perspective. I'm curious to get yours on some of uh, the takeaways you took out of that matchup between Canton and Athens this past Tuesday night. So kind of the big thing I took out of it was uh, – Canton's young guns are really going to have to play a major role 
uh, for that team this year. I mean, we last year they kind of had you know the the leadership of a, of an older Garrett Storch who was a senior, the leadership of a Timmy Ward who was a junior and went down to the state tournament and medaled there. Um, uh, I know I'm missing somebody, but I can't remember who off the top of my head. Uh, but even this year, Derek Atherton, Eli, Maya Lehman has been a consistent producer. Uh, she's a senior now. Isaac Landis is a senior. But that's about it. I mean, the, the rest of this lineup is primarily freshmen and sophomores. And, and Tuesday night, those, those freshmen and sophomores picked up six of the eight wins that Canton had. The other two came from Derek Atherton, Eli, and, uh, and Maya Lehman, you know. So they, those young kids are going to have to be the driving force for that this year. If, if Canton wants to get to where they think they're capable of getting, they're, they're going to have to be driven there by the young kids. And you know what? I think what's a big thing, and I know we stress this every season, though, uh, with, with the with the incoming freshmen, that sophomore class, uh, the one good thing I think that's working for Canton this year is there's no holes in the lineup, and Coach Wesneski can indeed, you know, fill all 13 spots. That's, you know, that's something I talk about uh, every year with coaches in the area and in our area, I mean, let's be honest, District 4 is a small school wrestling district. There's only three AAA schools in District 4. So the the idea of not having deep lineups means more to those smaller schools, I think. And, and every year we talk about if you can just put 14 in past years, now 13 kids in the lineup, that's going to get you two to three wins a year just by having a full lineup because some nights you're going to get 18 or 24 points just off of forfeits from the schools that aren't filling lineups. And, and, and I hear Tawanda is struggling with numbers this year. Northeast Bradford again is struggling with their numbers a little bit this year. Um, it's, uh, uh, that, that's why the PIAA has made this change to 13 weight classes. So just being able to, to fill all 13 is going to give you a benefit during the course of the regular season and during the postseason when matchups really matter, it's going to give you some flexibility to move some people around. Two of the matches I thought stood out to me in that matchup on Tuesday night. Obviously, the 132-pound match. I thought Bailey Ferguson and Jacob Courtney had a stellar match at 132 pounds. Uh, what was your take coming out of that? I think even in defeat, Courtney came out of that looking really good, and I think Bailey Ferguson uh, you know, kind of set the tone for his year as well. You know, I'll tell you this. I thought I thought Jacob Courtney kind of showed some things that we've seen from the Courtney family over the years. I mean, his willingness to, to work out of the splits when he needed to. He showed good flexibility. He showed um, an aggressiveness trying to score points even when he wasn't in an advantageous position. You know, that's, that's a funky kind of style that not everybody knows how to deal with. Like, I go back to the one... Uh, state final for Brian Courtney where he was stuck in the split somehow locked up a cradle and got a fall in the state final uh, um, you know that, that's kind of some of the things we saw uh, out of that match with Bailey Ferguson and on the flip side of that Bailey Ferguson when they got in that 90 second scramble in the third period with no stops in the middle of it he, he never lost his cool he never panicked he got himself got locked up in a cradle but found a way to kind of get some height, get off his belly, get onto his knees, create some leverage, and, and finish that scramble on top for um, the decisive takedown. I think that's, that that win is going to be huge for Bailey Ferguson going forward, especially when you're going up a few weight classes and maybe you're a little unsure of, of how you're going to do there with, with bigger kids. I think that's going to be huge for his confidence. And, you know, another matchup uh, that I thought was uh, definitely pivotal in the night, uh, down at 120 pounds, I thought Maya Lehman, you know, her senior year, she's not afraid of anything. She's been down this road before. You know, I think she's going to be, you know, one of those uh, counted on seniors this year. And I think Coach Wesneski trusts her, uh, you know, to go out there. And if she's not going to get the win, she's going to battle and not give up the bonus points. The, the thing Maya Lehman gives you is, you know, I, I don't think Lyle Wisniewski thinks she's going to go out there and win 30 matches this year, but she's going to give you effort. And and that, and that's, I mean, that's all you can ask for out of high school wrestlers. She's outgunned on, on certain nights. She's just outgunned because she's not quite as strong as the boys she's wrestling, but her effort is, is there. Her, her technical ability is there. And, and Lyle said Tuesday night, if they could just keep her in striking distance in the third period, they knew they had a shot. And 
That's why he told her to choose the top position because she's gotten really good at throwing the boots in, stretching out her opponent underneath her, and then cranking on a power half for, for two minutes and eventually hoping that, that somebody's going to turn over. And that's what she did Tuesday night. I mean, she, she is an effort kid. She understands what she's up against wrestling against the, the boys, but she's going to give you a ton of effort. She, she's not going to make a, a, a whole lot of mistakes. Uh, because she understands what she has to do to stay in good position. Uh, she's just going to give you a ton of effort. She's going to be a great kid to have in that lineup. And then, of course, you know, you look at kind of just the way the middle of the lineup shook out. Obviously, you know, you've got a returning state qualifier, Hayden Ward. He was out at 152, his younger brother Hudson at 145, and then, of course, Riley Parker in there at 160. I mean, those three guys uh, really came through and uh, gave the Warriors, you know, big victories when they needed them. And, of course, uh, you know, it's going to be fun, I think, to uh, watch those three guys in the Warrior lineup the next couple years. Yeah, you kind of know what you're going to get from Hayden Ward. We saw it last year, 37 wins, a trip to the state tournament. I think we kind of know who Hayden Ward is. We're disappointed to see uh, him cut off the throw that he had last year because it was just a, a glorious head of hair, you know, but the kid can still wrestle, and, and he showed that with a tech fall uh, Tuesday night. He had another win Wednesday night. Um, Hudson Ward, I was really impressed with a, a kid who just was really aggressive in trying to score points at every second, I think he had 10 takedowns on Tuesday night in his match against Athens when he went out and got a technical fall. And, you know, Riley Parker is a kid who, toward the end of last year, kind of settled in, was able to settle into a weight class that was really comfortable for him at 138 pounds. And uh, I know he has, uh, you know, some, some health things that, that he deals with, so it's tough for him to find the weight class that's just uh, the right fit for him. And I think they're still trying to do that. But that kid is talented, and, and when he gets into the right weight class, he's going to be dangerous. And finally, you know, as we put the uh, bow and, uh, I guess, bow tie on this matchup uh, from Wednesday night, uh, how about the uh, end of the night? I mean, even though the match was in doubt, uh, we still got a chance to see Gavin Bradley and Isaac Landis go out there and do work for their respective teams. I mean, uh, Gavin Bradley, so workmanlike, just the way he goes. And for Isaac Landis, I mean, even in defeat, that's still a good match for him to get uh, here early in the season. You know, I, when that match finished, Shane, I was like, man, that was that was really fun. I thought it was a really well-wrestled match. I mean, clearly, Gavin Bradley is a two-time state place winner, I think, was a step ahead of where Isaac Landis is. But but it was interesting when, when Bradley had to get underneath Landis, and Isaac Landis is all arms and legs, and he's got those long levers, and Gavin Bradley is a little squattier and, and, and put together maybe a little better and, and you know, really had to fight to get out from bottom, but I love to watch Gavin Bradley wrestle. You know, he might be one of my favorite kids to watch in, in district four, because if he can score a point a second, he's going to find a way to score a point a second. I mean, he's, he's a nonstop motor kid. He seems to be so well coachable um, for, for Sean Bradley and, and that staff and uh, just a, a really fun wrestler to watch. I tweeted out Shane. I'm sure you saw it. If you don't like to watch Gavin Bradley wrestle, you just don't like wrestling. I could not agree more. I mean, the kid, as you said, you know, he's just got one gear in his motor and it's just full bore the entire time. All right, Mitch. So, you know, we've had the uh, opportunity there to break that uh, action down. Now, of course, let's uh, fast forward a little bit here and uh, be kind of some future predictors. And uh, I kind of want to, to see, you know, where your opinions lie here on what's to come. Obviously, you know, before the season even starts, the PIAA drops the hammer on us all, lets us know that uh, instead of a 20-man bracket this year, we're going to shed the field down for states to an eight-man bracket. That means we're adding an extra week uh, with the Super Regional. Now, you and I have kind of had some discussions about this behind the scenes. I mean, overall, what were your thoughts uh, when you heard that uh, we were adding an extra week uh, to this postseason with the Super Regional? Well, I actually don't mind the Super Regional. I actually think it's going to be a lot of fun, but I didn't think you could add an extra week to the postseason. You know, I think anybody who's been around District 4 the last few years knows my stance on four consecutive weeks of postseason wrestling is just too much, especially when you consider how many kids are coming out of the same section. And for three, three weeks in a row, are just, you know, beating up one another and bashing heads against one another. And then all of a sudden, you got to be prepared in four days after that to go down to a brutal state tournament. Um, for it to be five weeks now, uh, starting February 13th, and I think the, the state tournament 
is either March 12th or March 13th because it's only a one-day tournament now. Uh, that is a lot of wrestling, and that is a lot of high-level wrestling, especially with the fields being whittled down. There's, there's, um, you know, maybe I don't know how to say this. Maybe less fat on the on on the bone. Um, so to speak, you're just getting the highest level kids week in and week out. That is a lot of tough wrestling to do five weeks in a row. And then some of these kids are going to have to be prepared for the few days after the, the individual state tournament. They have to be ready to go for the state team tournament in, in the two weeks after that. It is a lot of postseason wrestling. I think it's entirely too much postseason wrestling. But what is a better option? I don't know. I, I honestly... I honestly do not know. My biggest concern, I think, with this Super Regional is, you know, I think and I kind of feel like they're using this as one, uh, a way to obviously shed down the field, which is their goal to do. But I feel like they're taking advantage of a year where they can kind of throw this in. And, you know, I feel like this is an experiment to see potentially what the future of postseason wrestling is going to look like. So I thought about that, too, and, and that was kind of my initial thought, Shane, and um, the way I kind of look at it is the PIAA still wants to make money. That's why they have 20-man brackets at the state tournament, because it brings more fans, more family members into the stands buying tickets for the state tournament. So I don't think they want to find a way to trim the brackets at the state tournament. Maybe we're looking at different ways to get to the 20-man state bracket, um, the Super Regional might be really interesting to do that, but that's really what regionals are anyway. We're just two coming together, um, you know, in, in the Northwest AAA with Williamsport and Seals Grove and Schick, they're bringing in District 9 and District 10 and District 6 for the regionals. So maybe it's a, I really do think it's just a one-year experiment. Um, and I don't even want to call it an experiment. I think it's a one-year necessity uh, just based on the the limitations of the number of people we can have in arenas and gyms and everything and all that other stuff, uh, I think it could be a lot of fun. I, I, I can tell you right now, I'm looking forward to the possibility of seeing Brian Crookham um, from, well, now he's transferring to Salkin Valley from Notre Dame Greenpot. I'm looking forward to seeing him at a, a Super Regional this year with the District 4 kids, you know. So you're going to get to see some different kids up close and personal and we're going to get to a state tournament with an eight-man bracket that's going to be just really high-level wrestling. How much pressure do you think this year is on the coaches and or the wrestlers to make sure that they get at the right weight. I mean, normally, you know, you see coaches kind of jockey to see, you know, we, we can get a kid to States because, you know, he could be like the, the first or second best kid there, but you don't have that option this year. So obviously, you know, you, if you're like a third or fourth at our regional, you've got to know that, uh, you know, you need the weight class where you can be at the top of the podium. Yeah. I think, I think coaches are going to be looking ahead a little more. And, and, and the, the problem is that you're talking about, a month before the Super Regional having to make those decisions. And, and we're talking about, Shane, we're talking about a month from today, less than a month from today. February 13th is the day of the sectional the tournament. So kids are going to have to get figure out where they want to be sooner. They're going to have to get there quicker, and they're going to have to hold that weight longer than they ever have before, you know. So it's a it's it's one big math problem, I think, and uh, it, there's going to be a little bit of guessing that goes into it, too. I'll tell you what, it's a good thing that uh, you and I are not involved in uh, trying to figure this out, because I don't know about you, but the only time uh, my math uh, comes into play is when I'm counting my money. Yeah, and I don't have much of that to count, so that's not really an issue for me. <laughs> All right, well, hey, you know, it's always good to uh, have you along anyway to uh, discuss some wrestling. Mitch Rupert from the Williamsport Sun-Gazette, uh, a lot of great wrestling action to cover this year, and uh, Mitch, what do you have uh, on your docket here coming up towards the weekend and next week? I know I'm going to be heading to the quad meet uh, on Saturday to go down and check out the Warriors, uh, you know, as they uh, will be hosting Sare, Bloomsburg, and South Williamsport, and uh, looking forward to that. Uh, where, where are your travels taking you here in uh, the near future? Saturday, I will be down at Southern Columbia. We've got three top nine teams in the state um, and Muncie coming in. It'll be Southern Columbia, Montoursville, Hamburg, and Muncie coming in for a quad meet. Uh, so there are going to be state-ranked matchups all over the place 
Saturday afternoon at, at Southern Columbia. So I, that's where I'll be. Uh, I'm going to be trying to post videos from the day. We may get a Kale Kreds versus Gavin Garcia match at 189. And uh, uh, that's if I get that match out of that day, I'll be a happy camper. Everything else will be a cake. Hey, check out his good uh, writing skills at the Sun Gazette in Williamsport. And, of course, uh, always uh, give him a follow on all of his social media platforms as well. So, Mitch, always glad to have you along. I know it's a busy wrestling time for you, so we'll gladly uh, catch up with you as we get closer to the postseason. Sounds good, Shane. Thanks for having me, man. Mitch Rupert there from the Williamsport Sun-Gazette. Man, is it always a blast to talk with him uh, as the wrestling season comes about. And, of course, I know we'll gladly be talking with him coming up as the wrestling season moves closer to the postseason. Now, of course, uh, as I told you earlier in the podcast, folks, it is going to be a very hectic wrestling and basketball season. I'm telling you, I just finished up my broadcast schedule coming up for Wiggle 100, and it is going to be absolutely crazy. So if the podcast doesn't come out until a little bit later next week, hey, I'm just giving you a little bit of warning. I've got games and or matches Monday through Friday all next week. So let me just kind of give you a breakdown of how next week is going to go. Now, of course, remember, you can catch all this uh, sports action on Wiggle 100 next week and, of course, at Wiggle100.com or via the TuneIn app uh, by searching WHGL on your smartphone. So here's next week's sports schedule coming up uh, as far as my broadcasts go on Wiggle 100. Monday night, I will be in Canton for boys basketball action as the Warriors will host Wellsboro. That will be a 6 o'clock tip-off. On Tuesday night, I will be in Tawanda for NTL Wrestling as the Black Knights are going to host the Canton Warriors, so I'll be there uh, for that action. On Wednesday night, it is a return trip to Tawanda as the Tawanda Black Knights boys basketball team will host Troy. That action will be at 6 o'clock. And then, of course, on Thursday night, it's rivalry night for NTL Wrestling as the Troy Trojans will host the Canton Warriors in wrestling action. Really excited to uh, get to the uh, Commons building and check out some Trojan wrestling. Uh, saw some really good things and uh, some write-ups on them from the Northern Tier Sports Report. So definitely looking forward to seeing the Trojans next Thursday night. And then, of course, uh, coming up on Friday, it'll be more boys basketball action as Rivalry Week continues as boys basketball will feature Troy at Canton Friday night as that will wrap up the week uh, in boys basketball action. So there you go. Just to recap again, Wellsboro Canton boys basketball Monday, Canton Tawanda wrestling Tuesday, uh, Troy and uh, Canton, or excuse me, Troy Tawanda basketball on Wednesday, Canton and Troy wrestling on Thursday, and then Troy Canton basketball on Friday. So yes, needless to say, it's going to be a busy week on the broadcast side uh, for yours truly so definitely uh, looking forward to getting out to it and uh, getting some games in and uh, definitely uh, follow the travels on Twitter you can follow me at Wiggle Shane or also uh, on the Facebook page as well. Just uh, find Shane on Wiggle 100 or, of course, follow the NTL Now podcast, too, on Facebook and all of our social media platforms as well. So, folks, uh, again, you know, a big thank you to everybody this week for tuning in. Also, uh, no matter how you listen, no matter what platform, again, uh, please, if you uh, happen to uh, recognize any of these sponsors in any kind of way, let them know, you know, you heard it right here on the NTL Now podcast uh, all the love that way is definitely much appreciated. But, of course, again, want to thank uh, Canton wrestlers Derek Atherton-Neely and Bailey Ferguson, along with Y Losing Boys basketball head coach Brent Kyes and, of course, Williamsport Sun-Gazette sports writer Mitch Rupert for taking some time to be here on this week's podcast. This is Shane Wilbur saying so long, folks. Have yourselves a great sports weekend. I will talk to you next week at some point uh, on the NTL Now podcast. But, of course, uh, you know, if it's not till closer in the weekend, hey, cut me some slack, right? I just gave you the uh, sports schedule that I'm going to have for next week. But I'll do my best to see uh, when I can get it out. So, folks, like I said, have yourselves a great weekend. This is Shane Wilbur telling you so long. And, folks, we will catch you next week on another edition of the NTL Now podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. 
Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.